Welcome to the Clarity Collab podcast. Thanks for listening. On today's episode, we'll be discussing goals, but more importantly, ways you can track and accomplish those goals that you set. If this is your first time listening, we are three women business owners who found ourselves always needing advice from women like us and craving good habits, mindset tips, and the tools to be less stressed, happier, and have the clarity to realize our goals for the upcoming year. So we decided we wanted to share some of the tips that we were learning with you. Today's podcast is hosted by myself, Nicola Peacock, Kayla Isles, and Ashley Full. We're so excited to get started and share all the things that the three of us have been discussing these last few weeks. We have an entire 12-week series lined out for you, starting with mindset in episode one and going through relevant items like habits, scheduling, procrastination, decision-making, and everything that comes up when you're a woman running her own business. Today's episode is about goals. This is Nicola's week to lead, so she's going to get us started. And to pair with our goals this week, we're drinking gimlets. Mm -hmm. Very delicious, by the way. Yes. So (laughs) if you've started to pay attention to how we're labeling our podcast, we are stating what we're going to cover and then what we're drinking. So last week with Mindset, we had mimosas, which everybody knows is champagne and orange juice. This week we did gimlets, and the general consensus was nobody liked gin, so I made vodka gimlets. Which are delicious. It's lemon, equal parts lemonade, vodka, and then I muddied basil and cucumbers and garnished it with a cucumber, which turned out really good. Muddled. It's delicious. Muddled. 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 It is muddled. What did I say? Muddied. muddied. Yeah, muddied. same difference. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty it up. I know, whatever. I like to muddy my stuff. Um, so, goal setting is probably one of my favorite topics. I love to set goals, um, but like most people, I have trouble following through and tracking them. I was online over the weekend and saw a funny meme that really reminded me of kind of like how most people are with their goals, right? It said, my goal in 2022 is to accomplish the goals from 2021, which I should have done in 2020 because I promised myself I would do them in 2019, which I should have done or because I planned them in 2018. So, and I think as we just passed the new year, we can all relate to this. We have the best intentions, but like so many times life gets busy and our goals fall by the wayside. Let's look at our goals, both professionally and personally, and then discuss the ways we can track and accomplish them for 2022. So Ashley, what are some of your goals for 2022? Yeah, so um, professionally, I wrote down in my packet that I fill out every single year because it's really important to know what I did last year, how I want to build on that as a real estate agent. I decided to choose 32 families that I would like to help this year. So um, that's up from 25 families last year. I did meet my goals, um, exceeded them by just a little bit. I feel like I could have crushed them a little bit more last year than I did. Honestly, I took it a little bit easy on myself in fourth quarter, so I promised myself I would not do that again this year. I also had a really stellar, great first quarter last year, so I need to repeat this this year to get me set for 32 families. And then personally, I wanna write more. I've been talking to you ladies about um, my passion for a workbook. I've done a lot of Bible studies that I've, I've fallen in love with that workbook and um, women in workbooking. And then just I love poetry and all things writing and honestly reading as well. So that's my would be one of my personal goals is to write and read more. Love it. Perfect. Yep. Kayla, what about you? <clears throat> so my goal for this year, it's a stretch goal, but I would love to close 50 transactions. So that is about four to five per month. And based on my numbers last year, this is something that's definitely achievable. And then I'd also love to send myself to the next Freedom Club event. So for those who don't know, I'm a part of a coaching group. It's called the Freedom Club. And every couple months they take trips to Florida or Texas, Costa Rica, you know, wherever it is. So my goal is to send myself there all on my own. 
Some personal goals are to lose 20 pounds. Who doesn't have the New Year's resolution <laughs> oh, yeah. to lose some weight? Yep. And then I would love to learn the piano this year. That's you know something I've always kind of dreamt of doing or being able to just walk up to a piano and play. So I'd love to start getting getting toward working towards that. This Brooklyn year. can help you with that. She took piano for two years. She'll she, I can teach her how to play water polo. She'll teach me how to <laughs> learn piano. Awesome. She needs that. <laughs> and I know we've never talked about this before, and I'm definitely not a professional pian pianist, but I know how to play the piano. Oh, wow. Well, the more you me know. and my three sisters, we all know how to play really? the piano. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so Brooklyn and I, you know, we always, or at least as she's getting older, around Thanksgiving sit down and we list out our goals for one, three, five, and ten years. I think it's really important to get her started at this at a young age. I wish somebody would have done that for me. Mm -hmm. um, so to share one of our goals, we have a three-year goal of visiting Paris. Unfortunately, it's been on the year, on the list for a couple of years now because it started pre-COVID yeah. and then COVID <laughs> happened. Um, but hopefully as things start to wind down with that, we're hoping to go in 2023, April or October next year. And then professionally for me as a financial advisor, you know, my goal is to add 120 new investment clients for 2022. Amazing. So one of the ways I like to plan out my goals is to plan them backwards. I use the analogy of GPS. You put the destination in, but unless you follow the directions to a T, you're not gonna end up where you want to be. So how does that look for each one of our goals? Let's break down one of each of ours. And for me, you know, like for Paris, I know, or you know, pre-inflation, know how much it should cost us to go. And for us to have a nice trip and you know, not worry about money, I know it's gonna cost me about $12,000. And so last year I started an account where I put in an average of $500 per month to make sure that I can hit that goal by April of 2023. So you started a whole new account for that? Yeah, I like the separate account. Um, that way it's you know out of sight, out of mind, and it's you know a consistent thing where I put money in and I know that money's earmarked for something. And for business, that's what's you know it's really important for us to have separate funds. So like my personal account, my business account, and then I have my savings accounts that are associated with that. And I have a short-term and a long-term savings. And then I also have this additional savings account where I keep money for our Paris trip. Wow. I yes. have to open a couple accounts. How about yeah. you, Ashley? Yes. I know. One of the best things I did in 2021 was open a tax account. Yeah. Yes. So my taxes as a commission-based um, you know, business owner, I get paid and I have to save for my taxes. Yep. It changes a little bit every year what I owe and I try actually to pay it quarterly as well and I pay it out of my tax account. So that was I actually have several important. clients who have investment accounts that are set for their taxes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's very smart. Yep. And I do not touch that money. Yep, absolutely. Perfect. So Kayla, let's talk a little bit about your 50 transaction goals. Um, how are you going to track that? Yeah, so roughly to close 50 transactions in a year, I would need to be closing about four to five per month. So that roughly equates to about three to five agent meetings per week. So I'm meeting with real estate agents, whether they're new or I've known them before, my goal is to get them to know me, like me, trust me, so they start to send me referrals. Um, so if I'm, and at this point, you know, with any business, it boils down to a numbers game. So by setting those three to five agent meetings per week, I will hopefully, that'll hopefully lead to 15 to 20 leads per month. And of those 15 to 20 leads, I want to close around four to five. Um, so I think that's very attainable and I can set those meetings by making my calls, which goes back to mindset <laughs> yep. and everything that we talked about last episode. Um, but yep. yeah. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And I know we've talked a lot of time, a lot about knowing your numbers when we've met personally. Yeah. So for me, I want to add 120 new investment clients for 2022. Uh, simple math brings that to 30 per quarter or 10 per month. 
but I like to take it one step further. How do I get 10 new clients each month? In business, it's so important to know your numbers. At this point in my business, I know that my close ratio is 86%. To find that, I took the number of new appointments I had in 2021, and I divided by that divided that by the number of new clients that I actually, you know, signed up and they became a new investment and client for 2021. Hold on. First of all, I just want to say 86%. That is amazing. Yep. Congratulations yeah. that amazing. on that. That's amazing. Do you wow. feel like it took five years in the business or yes. right, you've been in for about that long? Yeah. To get to yeah. That? No, I'm just hitting my five-year mark. Um, I do think, you know, if I look back, you know, year one, year two, it definitely wasn't that high. Referrals make a huge difference. Referrals increase your closing ratio. They basically it's a warm handoff, right? Somebody they know and trust has sent them to you and says that they know and trust you. Yep. So you really have to go in and kind of mess it up or just not, yeah. you know, not everybody's a good fit. Sometimes, yeah. you know, if somebody comes in and they want to do a lot of day trading, I know that's not a client for me and it's not going to be a good fit and I can refer them off to somebody else. Yep. Um, so, but for the most part, yeah, 86%. I know, um, you know, I need to set 12 potential client appointments each month to hit 10 new clients um, for the month. So knowing your numbers is really important. Um, I know Ashley in real estate, it works very similarly. What do you got? So I, it works very similarly. 32, helping 32 families. In some sense, it doesn't sound like a lot, but in real estate, it is a lot. And I'm a busy mom. I do a lot of other things. Um, my first year in real estate, my goal was five to seven. The next year it was 10 to 15. Then it was 15 to 24. And then now, so this year I'm stretching to 32. And it's 32 families. It's, you know, a lot of times 60 to 90 days worth of work. So for those referrals, it's very key. Just like you were saying, Nicola, when, when referrals for past clients, friends and family come in, you are 10 steps ahead of a cold call, a client, a stranger. You know, when you're a new real estate agent, you're calling and talking to people and they don't know you and you don't have a lot of your own history to rely on and it takes you a lot longer. Referrals come in and they're like, what, whatever you think, we trust you, we want your advice, we heard you took such good care of our friends, and you're kind of off to the races. And just like you said, as long as you bring your A game, you're prepared, you treat them with respect, and you listen to them, um, and you put the people first, then then you're gonna work with those people and your, your close ratio gets higher and higher as you go. And then, one of the things that honestly ladies that derails my when I'm thinking about my 32 families is um, I feel like I have to be careful not to get stuck in working in my business instead of on my business mm -hmm. 32 uh, clients is gonna keep me very very busy throughout the year uh, three to four closings a month is a lot when I'm a one-woman show I don't have you know one of my goals for this year is to hire some help mm -hmm. build a team or an assistant somebody to kind of help me um, but I don't have that going right now so right now I'm focusing just on what all I can do and I know that it's easy to get what we call transactional. So you're only focused on your transactions and you're not taking that time to work on your business. So I will definitely be implementing like Monday afternoons or Friday mornings or something where I work on my business and not just inside of my escrows. Am I on track? You know, we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. You know, what do my numbers look like for the first quarter? Right, yeah, and that, I fall into the same trap. I get stuck working in my business rather than on it as well. Um, so, you know, I get, and I also get stuck with a bunch of little to-dos that feel never ending and am I getting them done? And I know that I need to be getting them done, but why am I still not getting them done? Which relates back to habits, which we will talk 
talk about in the next episode. So I will hold off on that. that. Makes sense. But yeah, what about you, Nicola? Yeah, for me, it's, you know, it really comes back to tracking. If I can track my goals, I know I'm going to achieve them. The second I stop tracking something, um, it just goes by the wayside, right? I don't know nope. where I'm at. I don't know where I need to be. Um, and it just becomes this, you know, this never ending thing of being working in my business instead of on my business. And I love to work on my business. Yep. I love looking at systems. I love looking at numbers. Me too. Um, that's probably one of my favorite things to do. Yep. And I do try to schedule that in each month, the first of the month, um, or the first Monday of the month, whatever it turns out to be, where I really just kind of take a step back and don't see clients, don't do any paperwork and just work on my business. So that's one of the, you know, one of my, I don't necessarily want to say it's a goal for me to do that each month, but it's something that I do, you know, it's a habit that I have to do each month. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, so like we're talking about all of our goals and how we track them and how we get derailed. Um, what are some accountability tips you guys can give, give out? Ashley, you want to go first? Sure. A first thing that comes to my mind is having checkpoints for myself, just like we talked about weekly, monthly, quarterly. But if that's, mm -hmm. but if you only look at that number on January 1st or in December and you decide 32 families and you never break that down and you never look at it again, you end up getting to the second or third quarter and you're already behind. Right. I do want to ask you something about that. Do you, sure. you know, knowing that maybe in the beginning of the year when you set your goals, it's a stretch goal or maybe, you know, it's a little bit more than you think you can sure. achieve. Yeah. Are you scared to look at your goal? Like two months into the year, three months into the year? I get scared. I'm yeah. like, oh gosh, I don't know if I'm going to hit this. And then, you know, sometimes I don't look at it and that's not good for me. So how do you work through that? Yeah. So yeah, it can be terrifying. And you know, the number one thing I feel like when you, when your gut is telling you, you don't want to look at something is because you feel like you're failing in that department. Mm -hmm. So I think you need to take a moment to feel like, figure out why you feel like you're failing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that would be my advice to work with your stretch goal. If it's too much of a stretch to where you already feel like you're failing, then maybe it is too much. Mm -hmm. But if it's just a, a push, a competition for you, or something that gives you a little shove towards the right direction, then it's good. Um, what I would do is as your conversations go throughout every day and every week mm -hmm. and you make good leads, warm leads, start putting that, those names on another list next to your list of 50. Okay. Don't put them on your list of 50 until you're in escrow with them. Right. You know, then maybe they can slide over to the 50 in the 50 list, but have a warm list running. So you kind of know where the next 10 people are going to come from out of that 50. And I think you'll feel better and you won't feel like you know, shying away from looking at that list. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely that something be my to work advice. On. Well, and I know that. for me, you know, if I don't, you know, to say you're going to hit 10 new clients each month is some months are going to be 12, some months yep. are going to be eight. So right. I really have to, and that's why I like to look at my quarterly goals too. Did yeah. I hit it quarterly? September, I added 22 new clients. You know, that's, I was pulling my hair out. I mean, you guys know I was like <laughs> so busy. It was crazy. Um, but then I look back at July and I, I added six new clients. So it all yeah, averages right. out. So sometimes it's easy to get discouraged that you're not hitting your goals, but you never know when you're going to have that big month. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's so, actually, that's a really good tip that I would take note of is uh, thinking of it quarterly instead mm -hmm. of week to week. Okay. Yeah. Week is 50, 50 transactions or 50 closed deals is a lot mm -hmm. unless you break it down and look at it quarterly and give yourself that, that leeway. leeway. But on the other side of that, don't you can't slide, right? If you're January, you already missed a little bit of the mark, then you better hustle in February. Maybe you make right. twice as many calls. Right. 
you gotta I, be brutally honest with yourself yes. and yeah. hold yourself accountable. Yes. Well, and I think calendaring and looking back, okay, so, you know, most of our business is 30 to 60 to 90 days out, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So if I look back at, you know, at this point we're in January, if I look back in November, what did I do in November? Yep. Why do I not have enough stuff closing 100%. in January? Why yep. do I not have rollovers coming over? Why is this not happening? And I can look back and be like, well, I took two weeks off in November. So I only really did two weeks worth of work to generate 30 days worth of business in January. Yep, right. So, you know, you really have to track everything, track your appointments, track where you're at, track what you're doing, who you met with. And, you know, maybe I met with 10 brand new people who weren't referrals in November. And, you know, I know, you know, brand new, not a right. referral, they're less likely to do business with me versus a warm referral. Or yeah. they might do business from you six months later instead of yes. that same month. Cause that's yep. what I'm seeing too is, I'm catching a lot of people that are going to be ready in the spring to do business. So yeah. I'm just kind of, so my January feel and December feel a little slower. They didn't actually, honestly, but my numbers were a little lower, Yeah. but yeah. that's all going to pay off because I have so much more in the pipeline than, than I did in previous years at right now. Yeah. Right. One of my biggest tips for accountability would be, um, is self accountability. One of the books I read this year talked about, you can look to other people for accountability, and I know that is the popular way to think about that, but the most successful people in our country actually have found out how to be self-accountable. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm gonna work on this year as well. Kayla, what about you? Um, I Similar to you, I have, you know, I write a checklist and, and I tell people what I need to get done. So I will tell my mom and dad, my boyfriend, my dog, you guys, anybody that will listen, I tell them like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to the gym later, or oh, I'm gonna make these calls. Yep because I know that once I tell them, I have to do it. <laughs> or or they're gonna ask me and then I'm gonna make up an excuse and I don't wanna do You're that. sitting on your couch eating chips and salsa. Exactly. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't wanna be someone that talks about it all the time. I wanna be about it. So yep. um, yeah, that's something I like to do. Nicola, what about you? Yeah, for me, it's definitely telling people. I like, um, I like telling people on the accountability of it. Um, I also like to write them down. One of the things I do, like with my exercise goals, well, Besides the fact that we track each other on our watches now on the app, <laughs> which I love because I like, I'm competitive. Uh, which I so hate. She I is love, competitive. Oh, Nicola yes. loves it because she's always yes. beating me and Ashley. Yeah. She's oh always gosh. loving it. I read the screenshot it yep. and I send it out. And we got to knock her off the top. I know. We just we need to try. combine our try. calories. Yes. <laughs> That's what we need. Our, our calories are combined. We're not one team. Okay. Yeah, but for me, writing it down too, I like to... You know, my exercise goals, I put down on with Sharpie on my mirror in my Sharpie? Bathroom. Sharpie. It works. Sharpie uh, on your mirror. It comes off with rubbing alcohol, but it doesn't come off so easily with Windex. Um, and that, even though I know it's for me, I know my husband's seeing it, and I know my kid's seeing it, and I know Oh, anybody, for sure. That's, like, scary. Yeah. I'm on there. That's a lot. Permanent. And my biggest accountability partner is my daughter. Like, I tell her stuff, and she's got a freaking elephant memory. She will oh, yeah. remember, and she'll be like, did you work out today? What did you do? What time did you wake up? And so now I, learned, I know where she she gets that. a drum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My whole family is very competitive. Yes, we are accountability partners. Um, but yeah, writing them down, telling them to people, I think those are probably my two number one. I mean, and I think for most people, goal goal wise, that's your two number one accountability um, systems that are going to work consistently for everyone. Yeah. So, and it's interesting how, you know, how different our accountability is because for Ashley, it's holding yourself accountable for. Kayla is telling telling people people. and for me it's a little bit of both right because writing them down is holding myself accountable yeah um but telling people is that I'm worried they they know that I'm not doing something Mm -hmm. so I love you feel guilty 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> you feel guilty yes. when you say you're going to do it and then you don't. Or if you know, like, I said I was going to do this and I know I'm not going to. <laughs> yep. So it's really interesting how we all do that. Yep, it's true. Well, and one of the number one key goals uh, or things to hitting your goals that I've seen personally is habits. I'm very yep. disciplined in my yeah. schedule and in my habits. I've learned in mindset. So I'm positive and I have habits. Literally, those are the two things towards uh, hitting my goals. And it just happens to be Habits for Next Week, hosted by Kayla, where she's gonna give us some clarity on how habits uh, help us work, you know, work and reach our goals. Yeah, yeah, be ready for that episode, it'll be fun. Uh, thank you guys so much for hopping on today and make sure you catch our new episode each Monday as we strive to give you clarity in 2022. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Clarity Collab for additional content and tips or send us feedback at claritycollab at gmail.com. Again, we're so thankful that you're here. I hope you have a great week and we'll see you next Monday.